Welcome to Step Away from the Classroom, a podcast dedicated to every teacher who has ever thought about transitioning to a new career. I'm your host, Lindsay Woodard, a former classroom teacher of 20 years. My guests bring hope and inspiration to listeners by sharing their personal success stories of transitioning away from the classroom. You can find the transcript and show notes for this episode at stepawayfromtheclassroom.com. You can also join our Facebook community to connect with other current and former teachers leveraging their skills to redefine and reimagine their work lives. Today's interview features a former teacher who chose to step away from the classroom to start her own business teaching financial literacy to young people. Casey Hill is the founder of the financial literacy program called Growing Wealth from the Start. Casey began her business when she was a stay-at-home mom. She decided to put her skills and experience in education, business, and finance into a family-focused financial program. Casey wanted to develop a program focused on students having fun by exploring, experimenting, and developing positive ways to view finances in their lives. She networks with over 20 local businesses, which open up their doors for students to explore the -the behind-the-scenes operations of business. Students not only build financial skills, but communication and networking skills as well. Her unique program teaches hands-on, innovative, and creative methods in financial education. She teaches the importance of intention, philanthropy, creativity, teamwork, and community. Growing Wealth from the Start uses active listening and engages students using games, activities, technology, field trips, and discussion beyond the classroom. Casey invites parents into the classroom, as well as teaching parents how to continue to build on what their child has learned in class. Students leave with a plan for their money, confidence to build their skills in finance, and opportunities to support the community in which they live. Hi, Casey. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Well, thank you for inviting me. So how did you become a teacher and what did your life look like once you got there? Well, I had just left my dream job um, of working for a top financial firm. I loved finances, but working in a cubicle and focusing on just the market and stocks, bonds, and mutual funds wasn't for me. Um, So what I did is I actually went back to my old job in retail and I took some time to, to just look at job openings and things that, things that kind of um, piqued an interest for me. And I found a position um, at a local high school, and it was called an Advent Instructor, which is an advancement via individual um, determination, which helped like, kids get um, like a college readiness. Um, and so it, it helped more. It was more for like, coaching students rather than teaching students. I was thinking what a great opportunity um, that could be to go into a school and, you know, help kids um, become, you know, college ready. Um, So I went ahead and took the position just to help coach kids and things like that. And the first day I was introduced, I told them what I used to do working in the financial firm, um, firm that I used to work with. And a student raised their hand to ask a question and he was like, can you teach us? That was his first question out of the box. Aww, and I, I was like, it. I would love to, like, I would love to set up, you know, something to teach you. Like I could teach, you know, you know, next avid class we have. And the teacher actually spoke up and said, well, what do you think about teaching a six week program? And I was like, I would love to teach a six week program. So I set up a six week basic money skills program um, for these high school students. 
And um, it was very fascinating to me and eye-opening because one of the first ones I taught was about how to buy your first house. And half the class was like, what do you mean you have to borrow money? Like, don't people just have cash to buy a house? Oh, wow. um, Another student was like, why do you need 30 years to pay off a house? What are you talking about? And I was like, (laughs) it would be incredible if you had, you know, 500,000 to put down on a house. But I said, most people don't have that type of money to lay that down. And then they had all these other questions about um, car insurance and why you need to buy, you know, what's a car loan? What's credit cards? Why can't people just um, pay right away? You know, like, and then we talked too about taxes. Like they thought you just earned a certain amount. Like uh, you earn 20 bucks an hour. And it was interesting when I actually had them working in the classroom. I said, okay, we're going to work for 20 seconds, do jumping jacks, and I'm going to pay you. And then when I paid them, I was like, oh, wait, I got to take out social security. I got to take out federal, you know, income tax. And I kept ripping their check apart until they, until I handed it to them. And it was just, it was so eye opening to them because they're like, wait, why do I have to pay taxes? And it's like, everyone pays taxes and this is how it works. Um, and I just, I absolutely loved it. And coaching too, instead of just getting right into teaching, but actually like encouraging them to learn their own and experiencing, um, like how to earn money and where the money's going got me really thinking about, I think this is actually really what I want to do is I love finances and I love teaching kids. So I went ahead and applied um, to a local school to get my master's degree. And I went back and got a master's degree in education, a master's certificate in business. Let me ask you, when you were working in the AVID class, did you have a teaching credential at that point? I did not. No, there was an actual um, uh, teacher that was there that did have a teaching certificate. So okay. okay, so you applied to master's programs. Yes, I got a master's in education and then a master's certificate in business. And then I also got um, a teaching certificate to teach in my state. Okay, got it. So that's what kind of got me into the direction of going back to school to do teaching. Um, and then as soon as I finished that program, I went ahead um, and got a a teaching job, a fourth grade teaching job. And I wanted to teach in a um, like a high risk challenge program and underachieving students because I really liked that in the, the AVID program before. So I picked a fourth grade position at a school that was about an hour away from where I lived. And so I commuted about two hours just so I could um, have that type of challenge in my classroom. Wow, that's impressive. I just, I, I really enjoy um, like individualizing each of my lesson plans and really challenging the kids um, and building self-confidence in the kids as well. Um, so that's kind of the route I went to actually go into the classroom. Um, and I loved teaching in that. I love the students, the staff, the parents, the community. Um, and I, I just, I love the challenge in such a diverse classroom and um, adjusting the curriculum to serve each of my students' needs and to also build a cohesive classroom. Um, I just, I absolutely loved it. That's great. So how long were you a classroom teacher for then total? Oh, not very long. Um, I actually, I was only a classroom teacher for a year because okay. I had gotten pregnant with my son. Okay. And um, we decided when I was pregnant with my son, that I would take some time away. 
um, because before I worked in the financial industry, um, and then I also worked at um, in retail and at a corporate headquarters. So I just need I wanted some time just to be a mom and stay at home. Right. Yes, which I think is very common. So you stepped away from your fourth grade classroom after a year. And you clearly weren't stepping into some sort of a new position right away. So what was that transition like? Staying home with your first child? Like, when did you start to have this idea that you wanted to teach money skills to kids? When I, I guess when I was staying at home, I felt like I still, I really wanted to contribute um, more. I felt like I wanted to contribute more to society that was around me, even though I had my son with me. And I remember just looking at him and thinking like, I would really, if he was grown up and somebody had um, like the financial literacy knowledge and the curriculum that I had done for my students in high school, I, I could just, when I looked at my son, I could see those high school students. It just, it made me think of the parallels between my own son that was in my arms and the high school students I was helping. And it just made me think like I could also be doing more and showing my son, even though my son is very young, like that I could, I could show him, you know, what it's like to do your passion and actually give back to the community as well. And what it would be like if some, if my son was that high school student that I had helped and had learned about finances and I had set them up for financial success, just in those six weeks of basic money management skills, that would be amazing for my son if he was at that that you know had that experience so I thought if I could do that for someone else's kid that is 18 you know and help them out um that would just be amazing so when I looked at my son I was thinking of other people's children who are that age that that I could help and so I decided um that that coming he was born in December and that coming July I wanted to do a summer camp to give back and my son inspired me to do that um so I had six months to plan because um, I've always wanted to teach financial literacy again because Avid really inspired me. Um, so that's kind of how it started. And so walk us through what that looked like, like starting your own business, getting this camp off the ground. What was that like as a new mom with a baby in tow? Well, I think I thought I was a little prepared um, because I had worked in the finance field. I had worked in the corporate buying field. I had worked in marketing. I did the company newsletter, human resources and company charity events. So I felt like I was kind of ahead because I felt like most people didn't have that type of experience that I did. Um, So I was like, oh, I could do this. I could do this. And I pretty much took like a giant leap in um, (laughs) because um, I learned that I took a teaching job an hour away and I loved it. But those were the people that knew me. That community knew me. Those, right. the school district knew me, um, and I would stay late and help with like you know volunteer and things like that. So they knew me, but they were an hour away. <laughs> My own community didn't know who I was, and I was starting over. And to ask somebody to sign up for a camp when they don't know you and take care of their kids for a week when they don't know what type of teacher you are, your background, and things like that, it was really difficult. And um, I remember a month before my camp, I had nobody signed up and I was thinking, what would I want? You know, if I'm a parent, what would I want 
um, to make, you know, to have my kids sign up for this camp, like, how can I be seen by these parents? And so I signed up for, um, like, um, like, I can't think, they're like summer events that they put on where you can um, pay for a booth. And so what yes. I did is I paid for a couple of these these booths during summer. So I could actually go out there and shake hands with parents, tell parents what I'm doing, um, have one of our money games out so that the kids, you know, they could see their kids learning about money and things like that. And that was really helpful. Um, parents would sign up and I only took kids between 10 to 14, but I had parents sign up for younger kids. And then they asked about older kids and things like that. So I could groom, I grew my email list and People started knowing who I was and they were joining my Facebook group and things like that. And so that was, that was really helpful. And then the other thing that I did is I wanted um, my kids in my, my camp to be able to go to businesses. Like I wanted them to have the full experience of what it's like to start your own business and how the money flows to the business. So I went door to door and knocked and introduced myself to business owners um, in my community and asking for their support and what I was doing, um, whether they could, you know, donate a gift card, talk to the class, open their business up. Um, and it was really great because a lot of restaurants too opened their businesses up to the kids. So the kids were able to come into the business in the morning, tour, know that like, like how did they price their menu? And the people that came to, you know, purchase items off the menu, that money wasn't just going to the wait staff or the cook. It was also going to keep the lights on and the rent and things like that. And I think the kids just learned so much from these business owners. I, I think that they don't even know how much these kids learned. Uh, these right. Business owners were like, oh, we're, you know, kind of letting the kids come in and ask questions. But they took them in the back of the kitchen, you know, showed them how food is made, um, what some of the losses are, you know, how they have to like, they have down times and up times and how they have to close at certain times. Um, and I just, that whole part was really eye-opening um, for the kids. So I'm really glad I had um, supportive businesses around me. Um, and I think what was helpful too is I, going door to door too and getting the support from businesses is I did get people that offered up some of their rooms. So that was really helpful because some businesses, you didn't know that they had rooms available, like classrooms. Right. And so I was able to get several different rooms that were walkable to these businesses. So oh, that's yeah, it was, it works out really great because then you could go to the classroom and then take a minute walk to the nearest business. Yeah. And then, so that's, that's kind of how it started. And so what does your business look like now? <laughs> what does my business look like now? Um, well, I still teach based off experience. So my kids still earn paychecks and they still rip it off like they did in Avid. Um, so they earn it. When we normally have a classroom, they earn it through sweeping, cleaning windows, and things like that. Now that we're doing a virtual, we do jumping jacks, touching their nose, whatever it is for that amount of time. And then they earn their paychecks and we rip it off. Um, we also do a lot of um, still interviewing with businesses. And if they have anything to show us through their business, um, we do it that way as well. Um, so, so a lot of business owners will talk about what they do or show us what they do. Um, so the kids can actually ask questions. And I think one of the things too that's really valuable is that kids are building a relationship with these local business owners. So yes. when they're ready for a job, the business owners are there. 
I mean, the ki- even the parents have told me the kids have gone in and known them, you know, know them by their first name. They say, hey, how are you doing? How'd you like your camp? Things like that. And I think that is so beneficial for the kids. And it has also builds, you know, confidence for the kids too, because they know something that their parents don't know, you know, and the parents right. like to see that as well. Um, the other thing is you I do. Also... Oh, sorry. You also sometimes get kids from out of your area, right? Yes. Um, we actually had a couple kids that flew in. We had a kid from Hawaii, um, and a, a couple kids from California. So yeah, we get kids um, from all over, especially our week camps that fly in um, to attend. And then their parents just stay at hotels. Um, I've also had a couple parent volunteers that I have come in. Um, they can either, you know, stay in we use them for you know all different things in the camp as well. But it was funny having some of the parent volunteers because they were yeah. the ones to also taking notes and asking me if they had adult classes and things like that. And I always think that's that's kind of funny. And I'm like, oh, I should probably teach adult classes too on the basics of money management. Yeah. And so how many camps are you offering a year at this point? Right now, I am actually turning over more onto um, an online camp. So we're going online for a while, Um, but I was doing normally one or two summer camps, and then I was um, doing a lot of other programs, such as Girl Scouts, MOP, um, PEPs, um, some private schools, after-school activities, um, things like that. Okay, so this was keeping you pretty busy. Yes, it it has been. And so looking back over this whole experience, is there anything that you would change? Um, I think something that I would change is I, I feel like I should have had a little bit more confidence in myself. Um, I, I was fairly confident going around knocking on, you know, businesses and things like that. Um, but I think sometimes I took things a little, little too personally. Um, I love finances and I love kids and I absolutely love teaching. Um, but I did have um, a parent come up to me on one of my booths and said that, um, you know, that she wasn't interested in the camp. And I remember I took that really personally and it stayed with me for a while. And I was like, oh, I, you know, I really love this camp. I really try to make it as much of an experience, you know, rather than a kid just sitting in my class, they're always moving. They, they never sit longer than 10 minutes. Oh, that's and great. she, she walked away and I was like, Oh, you know, was it too expensive? What was it? I kept thinking of all these other questions in my head instead of just accepting, okay, she said no. And a year later, both of her kids came into my camp and she said that she's been waiting year, a whole year to come to my camp. And um, she said the reason she said no to me last year was because her kids were too young because I have an age requirement on my classes. And I was like, I wish I had the confidence to be like, it's okay that somebody says no, you know? Right. And that, that's something I definitely think I would have changed. Yeah. You never know the reason behind the no, and it could be something as simple as they simply weren't old enough. <laughs> yes, Exactly. So what advice do you have for listeners who themselves are looking to step away from the classroom? Um, I think definitely I would say, you know, follow your passion, but also get, get out there and do it um, and really put your all into it. And I think the first time that I did it, just doing it was, I don't know, it was 
it felt like you were living your dream just by going out there and having your first kid sign up and things like that. And the first time I did it, I didn't have anybody signed up that month, but I thought of other ways to pursue it um, because I knew it was something that was really important and it was a passion of mine. And we had 12 students sign up the first time, which I was thinking, oh, that's, you know, that's kind of low. I was hoping for like 20, but I was like, I have 12 students who care about financial literacy. I'm going to make it the best that I can. Um, I even had two volunteer teachers come in so that it would just be a four to one ratio, that they would learn as much as I possibly could for this week. And they would experience as much as they could. And that year I actually won the National Financial Educators Award. Just oh my goodness. for 12 students. And then the following wow. year I adapted a little bit. I had, you know, a money camp, but I also adapted it into like an entrepreneurship where the kids, you know, could make their own business. Um, and we were in the Wall Street Journal. And I think it's oh, just, just do what you, like the best that you can for your kids, especially if you're passionate about it and you love what you're doing and just go out there and do it because you can read as many books, you know, about finance or whatever your passion is, but unless you start doing it, you won't learn. And I think you have to like forgive yourself for making some mistakes, you know, but learn from those and just know that there's kids out there that want to learn this stuff. Like what, I don't know. I, I just keep thinking like, what an opportunity when that, that kid from my avid class was like, Oh, like a 30 year mortgage. Like, you know, like how is that possible? Or, you know, how, you know, all these other steps that they're, all these questions that they're asking that you can help and set them up for financial success. Like that is so important. And I think if, if it's really important to you and it's really a passion, I think you can find a way to do that. Right. Well, I just love that you stepped away from the classroom, but you are still very much in education, working with students, teaching them valuable skills that they're not necessarily getting in school itself. I just think that's wonderful. Oh, thank you. So if listeners would like to connect, how can they reach you? Um, Definitely one thing that we use a lot is our Facebook community. We post a lot of our classes and camps up there. They can also email us. Um, so we use um, Growing Wealth from the Start. So it's gwfts at gmail.com. And email is the best way to get on our email list um, and also our Facebook community because we post everything up there. And we just focus on those two for right now because that's where we find, um, that's where most of our community is right now at this time. Right. So, Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. And I'm sure this pivot that you've made in your life will be a huge inspiration to some of our listeners. Thank you for having me, Lindsay. I really appreciate it. Big thanks to Gus Detar for our theme music. You can find him at detarmusic.com. If you know a teacher who has successfully transitioned to a new career, you can contact me at hello at stepawayfromtheclassroom.com. They may just end up as a guest on the show. And I'd like to connect with you too. I would love to hear where you are in your teaching journey and where you think you'd like to end up one day. You can leverage your classroom teaching skills to reimagine your work life and make it extraordinary. Let's get you to where you'd like to be. If this episode has been valuable to you, consider subscribing to the podcast and leaving a rating and review. Doing so will help other teachers find the podcast as well. And who knows, they may just find their perfect path that will help them step away from the classroom too.